So when was his actual first day? His first day was Tuesday, and they went for two and a half hours. Okay. Which was, <laughs> yeah, always a treat, but I went to work, so. But isn't that hard for a parent? Because don't you have to essentially have the whole day off? Exactly. Especially for kindergarten parents, two weeks of transitions. I don't know how anyone could work and do this, to be honest. Very grateful Cody is going into grade one because he's used to the school. He has a better idea. But last year was so tricky because he was, he wasn't like, mm, he didn't refuse school, but he cried almost every day. And it was so horrible and painful and all of the emotions. It was awful. Yeah. So, I remember that. Yes. Like, that was traumatic every day. It was. It gave me so much anxiety. I'm like, is he going to cry today? Is he going to cry today? And he would try to run away, run back to me. Oh, my goodness. Oh my God. You have to like pin your child down and be like, you're going. And I can't be like, get your ass in there, kid. I have to be like, hi. Hi, honey. <laughs> people are watching. There's people around. There's people around. <laughs> Is he doing better this year? Like this Well, time? so they send them back to their old classrooms with all their old friends for three days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then tonight, we okay. find out where they're being placed. So now, tomorrow, we have to bring them to another new classroom. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they get three days to settle in yep. and, you know, get used to their new normal with all their buddies. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be ripped away from them. And ripped apart. That's horrible. I think it is so mean. What is the point of that? I don't know. And I, there's a few different reasons, apparently, just to assess like everyone's diverse needs and make sure they place them in the appropriate okay. classrooms. Which I'm I'm here for, and I understand, but how are you really going to assess in two days is kind of my yeah. thought. Also for new students coming in, late registrations, blah, blah, blah. How do you, like, explain that to the kids? Like, exactly. He, he even said to me yesterday, or today, he's like, I'm going to be really shy tomorrow. I'm like, no, you aren't. Oh. No. But I get it. I would be too. Just I would be as well. Yeah, there's so many ways of doing it. And I think it's just a stressful week, you know, for parents, kids, all around. Everybody is so creative because I never would have ever <laughs> thought that that would be a good idea for kids, not even for adults. Like imagine going to a new job. And they bring your friends in for three days. Actually, you know what? As I'm saying this out loud, that would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> to show up on your first day and all your friends are there for three days. To Okay. All right. Oh, Maybe it, I've it, changed my mind. Oh, no. Imagine the pain of them being ripped away and you'll never see them again. I mean, there is that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's unique. Well, I'm really glad that he has... A year under his belt now and yes. maybe a little bit less traumatic for the drop-offs for you anyways i fucking hope so how was your week oh, what happened what's going on um well i did something really fun on the weekend that i've never done before we went to a rodeo which was Ooh. yeah it was fun it's kind of exactly like a real rodeo yeah, like a real rodeo. There was 
cowboy hats and boots everywhere. I wore sandals, which was so dumb. We're like walking through barns and poop everywhere and <laughs> dirt. Oh, I also wore a jean skirt. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I stuck out like a sore thumb, but it was it was really fun. It's exactly how I imagined it. Rougher than I thought. Like I felt really bad for all the poor cows and the food was great. So that's always <laughs> a perk. There's like great food trucks everywhere. What did you have? So obviously, obviously I ate carbs that day. I had a smoky um, and then we Ooh. had some really, really good ice cream. Like it seemed homemade. I don't know. There was like a fair going on as well. Oh so there's all like the goats and chickens and stuff that you can go visit. And then people bring their like homemade ice cream and homemade pies. So I ate all the carbs. That is so cool. And then cool. I guess the, the, the shitty part, the aftermath for me always is. From that level of activity and then the eating of the sugar and everything, I have had the worst past few days. Just my CRPS is flared up like oh. a motherfucker. And uh, oh, I keep telling no. myself it was worth it, though. Like, memories are worth it. You got to push yourself sometimes to yeah. do things like that. So I wouldn't not do it, but it sucks to have to pay a price afterwards. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, you have such a good attitude about it. <laughs> it's only out loud. <laughs> out loud. Inward. Inwardly, not so much. <laughs> okay. Well, no one can fault you for that. <laughs> the I've set a goal for myself. My parents' garage. I don't know if your parents are like this, Sarah, but mine, they're not hoarders. Okay. Like they don't, they're not diagnosed or clinical hoarders, but they are from a generation where they want to save everything. And they just don't want to get rid of anything ever. Mm -hmm. And it always ends up in the garage. So (laughs) every time I step foot in their garage, it just drives me nuts. So I've set myself a goal to try and like clear out their garage. So I just do like a few hours a week. And so that was a bummer for me this week too, because I had to not go do that. And so now that's like sitting on my mind. Because it's going to start snowing here pretty soon. Well, it is. I was just going to tell the audience, in case uh, people haven't picked up on this yet, Norelle is a dog with a bone. When she sets her mind to something, oh god, that shit is getting done. <laughs> yes. I am a dog with a bone. I have a problem. I definitely have a problem in that arena, but <laughs> when it works out, it's a good thing. It's really good for everybody. That's right. It's a good thing. Sometimes sometimes it's a terrible thing. Sometimes it's awful for the people around me because I just, I need to do it. Yeah. So being disabled has really worked out well in that for me because oh. now I can't do anything. You're such a trooper. No. That was supposed to be funny, Sarah. So I just realized we've pretty well chatted away our opening discussion here. Anyways, uh, should we just start the show maybe? Yes, we have so much to talk about today. Let's get rolling, baby. Oh my God, do we ever. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah. And Narelle. Your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little less hopeless and hit that follow button. Or if you're feeling really generous, drop us a five-star rating. It would really mean the world, you guys. For the price of nothing, you can support our podcast and help us grow. 
You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. So this is going to be a two-part episode today. Norelle and I have decided that there's just way too much to talk about. We're recapping four shows. So in episode one, we are going to recap Atlanta season 15 reunion part one and Roni episode eight business classy. And then over in part (laughs) two, we're going to cover Salt Lake City premiere. I'm so excited. And Real Housewives of Orange County. I forgot to write the name down. So (laughs) y'all can get that later. That's fine. (laughs) We'll add that in there. But we'll release them all at once. So you guys will have part one and part two. All right, Narelle, I am so ready to get into this Atlanta reunion. Are you? I feel like this was so chaotic for no reason. Like we didn't really get any new information. Zilch. Zilch. It's ridiculous. I'm over it. It was a lot of a lot of yelling, a lot of drama. Yeah. There was receipts, there was pamphlets, there, but <laughs> no new info. None. And I don't know what's happening to my girl Sheree, but I'm not loving this new look of hers. Not her look, not her face. <laughs> the look of oh. <laughs> the look of bullshit. I immediately went to small face. I was like, well, she's not big face anymore. <laughs> she's little face. So how do you not? How do you not like that? I am so glad that settled in. Yeah, same. And I'm so gl- <laughs> so glad everybody talked about it because it was jarring. Yes. Little face, big face. <laughs> Self-admitted. I got to point out too. That little clip of Andy in the beginning, like his pre-show meditation with the sound bath, like that was literally me sitting down to write the notes, like to write my notes. I was like, okay, I got to get ready, get myself a glass of wine, like this is going to be intense. And it was. It was so intense. Uh, The set was hideous. And the colors, the pillows on the ground, it just, it represented how I think we all felt watching this. Chaotic. Who was the set designer Damn. and the looks, the looks, like everybody's looks, I got, uh, they were awful. I, I, I hated all of them. I, if I had to choose one, I think Sonia was my favorite and it probably was mainly because of the baby bump. <laughs> like, take that away. I don't know if I would have liked it as much. Her hair was gorgeous. Her dress looked stunning. Her baby bump, adorable. Oh, I loved Sonia's look. Honestly, I think she looked stunning. I loved the simplicity. I also really, really liked Candy's look, except I just wish that dress had a little length to kind of up the wow mm. factor, but the rest of them, oh my god. Yes. I think at first glance, I loved Candy's as well. When she first came out, I was like, damn, that's that's pretty nice. But you're right, the length, it just wasn't quite glamorous enough, maybe? Yeah. Who was your least favorite? Drew was not doing anything for me. Nothing. I it looked like it just didn't fit. The whole the whole thing, it was like baby doll dress. Yeah, the off the shoulder was not a good choice for Miss Drew. Mm. And I think I hated her look, but for me, bottom bottom rung was definitely Kenya. I hated everything about it. Hated the hair, the dress, the boobs. I was all across the board. I this might be her worst look ever. Kenya, like, she's so stunning that she could almost wear anything and look good, but that was not great for me either. 
Eek. I think the hair aged her. Yeah, that I, I do agree. I know what she was going for, but I think it was the color. It could be, but just that X across the chest or whatever that. that was with the little, like, suspenders. It just, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't buying it. I didn't like it. No, I, I did appreciate Marlowe's for what it was. It was very Marlowe, <laughs> pretending to be something she isn't, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> A little too fancy. <laughs> yeah, I have to say as well, her admitting to the shots, she's doing all the shots, the Azempic shots, kind of refreshing. Because nobody admits to that anymore. Everybody's always like, oh, I've been exercising and... Pilates, although she did say she's doing Pilates, but three she times. owned up to it. <laughs> she, yeah, three times in the past two weeks, whatever. Um, she owned up to it right away. And I was like, you know what? That's refreshing. I appreciate that. I respect that in a housewife. I like it too. But I really, what I don't like is Andy asking all of these women all of the time. how mm. You know, yeah. like, shut up. Okay. Just shut up. Take the shots. We all know you're jealous, Andy. Just shut up about it and stop commenting on women's bodies, okay? I know. He's he's either commenting on their boobs, on their weight. No. It's a weird way to open every housewife reunion. Yeah, and it's I know a part of this is, you know, aesthetics and all of that, but oh, give it a rest and like charade. And he's like quizzing her out and she and her new nose are just smiling away, breathing great. <laughs> oh, she's breathing deep, that thing. <laughs> and she's no longer with Martel because of all of the noise, apparently. Although I should say I rewatched it again this morning. She is still with him. What? She's not broken up from. Yeah, she's not broken up from him. She says, "I'm. we're still hanging out. I still see him. <sighs> I can't quit you. So the revenge porn of his ex, obviously, was not that much of a deterrent for Miss Sheree. Apparently, his ex is alleging that Martel, like, he had a whole scheme to leak revenge porn of his ex. He had actually recruited somebody else to do it for him, like, on his behalf. He's a terrible person. I heard about that. And she is still dating him. Maybe not dating, still hooking up. She's definitely hooking up with him. And Sheree just has the absolute lowest standards of any woman on a housewife show, maybe besides Drew. But I swear, she will start dating Ralph after this. It's <laughs> ridiculous. She really does have some pretty low standards. It's it's kind of sad, especially the way she came down so hard this season on Kenya for not having her man around. Like, where's your man, Kenya? Your your man's yeah. not here. Meanwhile, what's your man doing, Sheree? Okay, and speaking of Kenya, the first kind of little dramatic point of this show was Kenya saying she's she's gotten in trouble with her ex going through the divorce proceedings, and he has alleged that, you know, she has placed their daughter into unsafe situations because of Marlo kicking the door down when they were in oh Birmingham. Oh, my gosh. That is just so ridiculous. As much as Marlo is going in on Kenya, she is dishing it back. Like, you can feel the hatred. Yeah. Taste the hatred. They won't even acknowledge each other or look at one another unless they are screaming at each other. It's bad. Or unless it's to serve a subpoena. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Oh my God. I died when Andy revealed that that subpoena was not filled out. Sarah, she went to all of the effort, all of the thought to print that out and bring it on. This was going to be her big moment on the show. You know, she's going to bring the receipts. Bitch, that receipt was blank. Blank check, baby. She's not giving us anything. She's not even trying anymore. She isn't. And this was so horrifying, considering Kenya prides herself in being so intelligent, which is a big thing for her. Mm -hmm. But I loved how all of the ladies laughed it off. They were killing themselves, (laughs) cracking up. All of them except Kenya, of course. She does that thing where she cannot ever laugh at herself you know she's just like nope mrs serious that was definitely the time when she should have been laughing at herself because that was ludicrous <laughs> marlo i think was laughing the hardest she was like oh thank you jesus <laughs> like that was kind of a gift from god it was kenya could not have looked any sillier or stupider unfortunately she really shot herself in the foot there it was one of the her best moments on this uh season so far i think neural yeah unintentionally absolutely <laughs> agree okay so kenya also accused marlo of calling mark back in the day right do you think marlo would do that i gotta say this is just purely based on marlo's reaction yes i think she did something is reading guilty on her face to me i think she i think she did Oof. what do you think I think back to her and Ralph being so buddy-buddy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe. And, like, would Kenya really say that or allege that, knowing that Marlo is going to have to go to court? I mean, eventually, when she gets her hands on the correct subpoena, Marlo will have to go to court, and that is going to come up. Like, it's in her discovery. So it's, I think it's, it's got to be true. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Maybe. Uh, I don't even know if it's real or fake anymore. <laughs> I'm so confused. That's that's fair. So after that, Andy kind of moved it back to Sheree. And he asked her about her birthday party. And one of the best digs of the night, I think, was Andy telling Sheree that she has a very interesting relationship with Bills. <laughs> he really seemed to be enjoying himself in this reunion. Probably more, I think than any reunion I've seen recently. I agree. I think he was, I don't know, he seemed excited, right? Like comparing it to Jersey where he's like ripping his hair out. He likes razzing these women for their reactions. He really does. I think. I think that's exactly it. He just has so much more fun with them and he's so much more entertained by them. And uh, maybe we are too, (laughs) to be fair. It is. It's fascinating. And of course, Sheree just called everybody else out instead, like to deflect. She says no one has ever taken her to court for not paying her bills. Oh, Sheree, much like Kenya, I have to say, always underplays things that they're accused of. Like Martel and his revenge porn, Bob's newly found daughter, etc, etc, etc. But Sheree is in such full attack mode this reunion and is going in so hard on Candy. I I don't know what's happened. It's intense, Neral. Not to mention, Sheree just got sued for not paying a bill. Shut the front <laughs> door. Which bill? In July, her own attorneys <laughs> sued her 
for over a hundred grand of unpaid legal fees. (laughs) I really was hoping you were going to tell me it was the event planner from that baby shower. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's why she was, maybe that's where the legal fees came from in the first place. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome. This is why I love Sheree. This is this kind of thing. You couldn't write something like this. No, she's so obtuse, man. She's just like, oh, well, well, yes. What about you? What about you, Gabby? What about you? What about you, everyone? Andy, Andy, what about you? Always, what about you? And so breathless. I love, I've always loved your Sheree impression. (laughs) But she did bring some receipts with her to the reunion in the form of she by, what was it? She News by Sheree or something? She News, baby. She News. And I got to say, I give her credit because at least she printed out the correct version, not a blank version. There was so much going on at this point, though. Like, I kind of wish they almost would have read out a little bit more of what was inside of it. I did catch a referenced post that Sheree made from something that I saw on Reddit, though, which makes me wonder if Sheree or her minions are on Reddit about Candy's dirty restaurant floors did you hear that yeah sheree's like go wash your damn floors candy your nasty ass floors Mm -hmm. yeah there was a big post about it someone went to candy's restaurant and took pictures and in the background you can see these dirty grubby floors there's like dirty cutlery everywhere everything's crooked there's it was it was actually pretty gross i was surprised that's fascinating because i saw on twitter people were saying like there's always a lineup to get into candy's restaurants on the weekends lined up around the block blah 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 but that's yeah okay i guess there's not a lineup to work there as a busser because (laughs) that place needs to be cleaned oh not my favorite Mm -mm. Okay, so I need to know, what is going on with Sheree and Candy? This beef, Narelle, where is it coming from? Please, we cannot say Sheree is still holding on to a grudge about Sheba Sheehan. Is she? (laughs) I mean, I would not put it past Sheree to be holding on to a grudge so silly. But I almost feel as if these women have been told that their place on the show is in jeopardy because... We're only a few minutes in, and they're fighting for their lives. They're going after each other so hard. Candy even starts calling out Sheree, like all of her surgeries and stuff. They're kind of hitting below the belt, and I think there's an edge of desperation that's not usually there. Like, there's a reason for sure. Yeah, and I kind of feel like Sheree thought... Her coming back was she's going to be the center of attention, the peach, the center peach and all of this. And mm. I mean, when she stood up and showed off her body and tells Candy, you can never, you can never. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Then Sheree brought up the shooting at Candy's restaurant, like very below the belt stuff for sure. There's some serious level of anger and resentment between Candy and Sheree especially, but also like Marlo, I don't know, things are going to get shooken up and I think they know it. They are fighting for a place on the show is how it feels. I do love Candy's unbothered attitude though, I gotta say. It's refreshing in this group of women. Is it unbothered or does she just not care anymore? No, 
whatever it is. Or is that the same thing? <laughs> maybe. To me, it kind of is. But I I like it because she's like, eh, you don't got me. That's fine. Yeah, she does. She does definitely seem to be above it. Like, she doesn't take it seriously. Whereas I think Sheree does. Yeah. And it's too far for me. I don't like it. Yeah. I think she's funny as fuck. I love her shade. But when she gets really aggressive, it's just too much for me. I don't like it. Well, it's very yappy. Very yappy. Yes. It's not something I want to listen to for very long. Yeah, over talking nonstop. It's just ugh, too much. I did love, though, when the Shiba or the She News by Sheree came out and Kenya was like, why am I not on the cover? And Sheree, like, accidentally gives the best shade by saying, oh, I couldn't find a picture that was good enough. <laughs> and everything was just hysterical. And she was like, no, no, no. I mean, there were so many to choose from. And Which I'm like, is no, bullshit, no. Sheree. You're so full of bullshit. She's the worst. <laughs> that news pamphlet, it was entirely based on candy. Yeah, it was. It was all candy. And I, I think Andy said, like, there was six pages about her restaurant and three pages about yep. her other businesses. Like, she is going hard for candy. And jealousy is my only guess. I'm not sure. But anyways, you're right. you know, Candy, when she Sheree pulled out the she news, Candy goes, damn, I wish she could print some fashions. That was so good candy in her shade. I gotta say, I have respected it more and more this season because it's so poignant. Mm. So Sheree accuses Candy of taking fast fashion designs and putting her logos on it and then reselling it at her store tags, I think it was called. And Candy says, yeah, but I have never claimed to have my own designs like you have, Sheree. I mean, mm -hmm. facts, Candy, always spitting facts. It's true. Like, Candy owned up to immediately. Like, I've never tried to hide that. You are trying to hide that. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. And then we find out Sheree hasn't even turned a profit. I was honestly actually a little bit surprised that Sheree admitted that. That feels like something she might try to, you know, lie about. It does. But there's got to be a motive behind admitting it. Unless she just genuinely was mm -hmm. caught in the moment and off guard. But I genu when she said that, I thought, I think this window for She by Sheree is quickly closing. She's got to get on it. Yeah. I mean, it's taken her 17 years to get here. No doubt. I can't anymore. I can't. This is this child's leaving for college. Okay. Okay, we got to talk about Drew discussing the film of the past and indicating she didn't make that much money. So Marlo and Sheree were loving this a little too much. She, Drew was basically indicating Todd and Candy are cheap AF. And maybe they are. I think she explained it really well, too. I mean, she is, according to her, she is an actress. So she does have like a unionized rate that she usually will get for a job and it sounds as if basically she worked for a cheaper rate as a favor to Candy and Todd because they asked her to. She doesn't want to do that again in the future, which I I don't really fault her for that. No. So I kind of 
believed Drew. I want to know what the amount was. Can, uh, Candy said it was more than 10000 but are we talking like 11000 or are we talking right. like 25000 Yeah. I wanted to quickly note the part where Kenya, like Drew calls Kenya out for throwing shade on her career and Kenya says that it was fine. Like, it's no big deal because my shade was fun shade. Was Kenya's shade fun, in your opinion? No. I mean, uh, I, I think Kenya is never fun unless it's about Kenya. No. You know, so Kenya is like, she is venomous when she wants to be. And I don't think she says anything out of the kindness of her heart unless it's towards someone like Candy. Let's say. Or her daughter. Or, of of course, her daughter. Yes. Yeah. And Marlo says she's gaslighting Drew like Ralph did. And I'm like, kind of. Yeah. You can't just have a a terrible, like, say terrible things. They're both said, they've both said terrible things about each other. But you can't then say, well, it's fine. Because, like, I was actually just joking and it was fun. But when you do it, it's serious and it's mean. Like, that shit doesn't fly. No, Kenya is too much. And then Candy explains the confusion. So that clip we saw of her basically saying, you know, if I didn't see it, then okay, I guess maybe I was imagining it. So that caused a little bit of confusion because I was like, oh, well, maybe she didn't see it. But she's clarified now that she was just saying that essentially to kind of smooth things over in the moment. Like it was mo more of a joke than anything she's doubling down and maintaining she definitely saw the kiss you could tell by her tone even in that clip like she was joking yeah she was conceding like agreed to yeah. disagree type of thing i absolutely I absolutely believe her i absolutely believe her i believe candy saw drew and toya kissing 100 percent. this is where marlo kills me i saw them very close and in each other's face but I didn't see them kiss. So she said she's at like 80, 80% sure now she saw them yeah. kissing. <laughs> so Drew now kind of starts going in on Candy. Because now Drew, anyone who says anything negative towards Drew, she's like, oh, well, a lot of people are scared of you, Candy, because of your 10 million followers. Like, mm. do you think they're scared or jealous? I wouldn't be surprised if there was some intimidation based on that. Like to say anything against somebody who has 10 million followers, you are potentially opening yourself up to a big backlash. Even if what you're saying is right, like housewife fans are nuts. Like we are crazy. Yes. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah. But I also think it is totally jealousy for sure. For Drew it is. Yeah, for Drew. But then Candy says Drew might be the one gaslighting Ralph because of all of her lying. After that, like after Candy says, you know, I'm on Ralph's side. Like, I think you're the one who's the lying gaslighting. Drew's like, so are we okay then? (laughs) Everyone just bursts out laughing. I burst out laughing. Yes. This is Drew for me. She she's not (laughs) there. She's not listening. She's like. But are we cool? Like, am I going to get another contract in your next movie? I just thought, oh, my God, Drew. But on the other hand, I didn't care for that comment that Candy made. I thought, oh, honey, that's... No. Like, this woman is clearly 
in a terrible toxic relationship, y'all can see Ralph is a huge, humongous piece of ginormous shit. Just support yeah. your girl in that. Don't go there, in my opinion. That was probably way too low of a blow. I would have lost my mind if I was in Drew's shoes, for sure. I do kind of agree with Candy in a sick way, though, that Drew has lied so fucking much this entire season. She's lying Drew. She's lying Drew, baby. How do you not question that? I, as a fan, cannot forgive her or look past it. I can't imagine any of these women can, you know? Yeah, it would be hard not to question Drew's integrity after all the lies you see her getting caught up in. Okay, this is another part I just was like so confused and I started laughing when Drew started calling Marlo out for like body shaming her, which hate that Marlo gross after Marlo admits, I just got lipo three times. Drew starts calling Marlo touchless, no penetration. <laughs> it had me on the ground laughing and Marlo's just smiling in that evil way <laughs> yeah. saying, I know. I know. And then the venom comes out of Marlo's mouth. And I watched the scene like 30 times, Ralph. And Marlo goes, Toya, Toya said you like to touch a lot. You like to tongue kiss. You kissed a girl and you like it. You kissed a girl and you're ashamed. Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite part of the whole thing. And Drew just says, I love it. And go see the past, everyone. Go see the past. So lame. Yeah, I did. I did in the movie. So lame. Such a deflection. And then Marlo finally goes back on Team Candy. She goes, Candy, she admitted it. She did. (laughs) She did kiss a girl. I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred now. (laughs) I noticed Andy said, "Uh, Drew, are you ready to talk about more of your divorce? Like you weren't ready before. And Drew's face does not look like she's ready to be more open about her divorce. Uh, Mm. she just goes, we'll see. And then she gives the most perfect, most politically correct response by saying, I have children and I want to protect them. And they're also, you know, we're all, Ralph and I, we're also still married and I want to protect the sacred sea, sacred, sacred sea of that. (laughs) She says like, sacred, sacredness, sacredness. Yeah. (laughs) Sacred sea. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, you know, this blew me away. This blew me away, this next part. You know, things could change, implying that they may work things out. Are you kidding me? Did she actually say that? Yes, she absolutely did. And the Marlo, remember Marlo was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I I told Ralph, I really hope it works out with you guys. Yeah. Well, then did you see Drew's reaction to Marlo saying that Ralph and her talked? Oh, yes. Drew's just like, death glare. I love that. (laughs) Oh, cousin Courtney and Moneta, they come out and... Courtney gives kind of the rundown about how she's related to Ralph. Like, it's her dad's uncle's cousin's brother is married to Ralph's sister's wife's brother's husband or something. Like, it was so confusing. And the look on Drew's face, she's giving the what the fuck look. And she's looking up into the sky. Mm. And this, I know, this is the first time Drew has even ever been present when someone asked how her and Ralph were related. And then she immediately threw a plum at Courtney. But it, it hit Marlo. 
And then Andy ate it. Okay. I don't know for sure what is part of the extended scenes version and what is part of the regular version of this episode. What I'm about to tell you, I don't know if it was extended or not, but this morning I noticed during this whole conversation an explanation for how Courtney and Ralph are related. Courtney said something so fucking weird. She's explaining how, you know, I'm married to my brother and twice removed and blah, blah, blah. So we didn't really grow up together. We didn't really know each other. We've only gotten to know each other really recently. And now we've become fast and furious cousins. What does that mean? Dude, are they kissing cousins? Are they kissing cousins? Dude, I don't know. Mm, Who is fast and furious with their cousin? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, Courtney is so fucked. It would explain why she's so fiercely, like, defensive of her cousin that she barely knows. I've, and heard, I've heard rumors. I, I've heard rumors. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past Ralph. No. So. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think. I just, uh, I didn't think anything of it till I heard the Fast and Furious cousin part and I was like what the fuck but I also feel like Courtney is so desperate to be on the show that she would just be like yeah we're besties we're you know I'm in on this drama well I also feel like she's so desperate to be on the show that she would fuck her cousin oh dude perhaps anyways maybe that's a weird track to go down yeah I don't even want to think about it I don't want to think about Courtney actually period no period dot honey I did love Marla's reaction to getting the plum, though. Like, she's like, not having it. No plums on this house coat, bitch. <laughs> How dare you? Get it off my gown. <laughs> okay, so, Narelle, don't tell Shannon Bador, but Marlo may be the real Jekyll and Hyde, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she is so strange to me because she can be so sweet and kind. And I feel genuine, like, with the boys and stuff. But then she turns. Marlo really only wants to talk about other people, and that is so evident. When Andy asked her some fun questions, like about Scott Lee and who she was dating before Scott Lee, she is so vague with her answers, and the only time she seemed authentic at all is when she was talking about the boys and the kids. And I think Marlo has a really hard time opening up, and that is why she has such an unsuccessful season, or has had such an unsuccessful season. And probably why she worked out much better as a friend of, because it could just be more surface level stuff. Oh, interesting. So she she is all shade, not so much substance. Yes. That's a really good point. I really see the Jekyll and Hyde aspect to her when you point it out. Like, she does flip on a dime, and you don't really know which Marley you're going to get. Yeah. And then also Kenya saying that Roy, this was insane, that Roy commented on Marlo's live and that's how he slid into Marlo's DMs. Because that's just what happens when you comment on a live, apparently, (laughs) except Sonia (laughs) said, actually, absolutely not. That is not how it works. And instead of acknowledging that, you know, she was just cut out in a lie, which I think was probably what Roy fed her as an explanation as to how he ended up in Marlo's DMs. And Kenya thought that that was true. 
she doubles down instead and says Marla knew it wasn't a date because her dates usually end up with money on the nightstand. She is so vicious. Ooh, I hated that. Hated that. Kenya is just so nasty to Marlo. Yeah. I don't feel like Marlo is as nasty to Kenya as Kenya is to Marlo. And she just tries to diminish her existence and her experience by saying, like, Roy didn't go on a date with you. He took you yeah. to lunch, like Taco Bell or something. She just won't admit it bothered her. It's pathetic to say that everyone was calling him, asking him if he dated Marlo. And Kenya just goes, ew, Marlo, no. Like intim- or impersonating Roy. The whole thing was really rude and disgusting and... Those, I, in my opinion, I don't think any of those are Roy's words or thoughts. Like, I feel like Kenya is literally making up her own reality and speaking on behalf of Roy. Absolutely. And I don't think she really understands how insecure it makes her look when she slams Marlo simply for going on a date with Roy before they were even together. It shows what kind of person she is. She seems to be the kind of woman that can only elevate herself by putting others down. I think you're right. Marlo doesn't do it to the same, not to the same degree that Kenya does. Marlo doesn't say like, ew, she doesn't completely dismiss her as a woman. Mm -hmm. The way that Kenya is just so forthcoming with her disgust of how disgusting she thinks Marlo is. I, I hate that. And when I see somebody doing that, it just tells me this person is so riddled with insecurity. Yeah. This just shows Kenya in a really bad light, not Marlo. I, I'm with you. I'm really with you. Absolutely hated it. Hated seeing it. And this is why Kenya, for me, this season has been so toxic. She can't get past Marlo. Mm-hmm. And she is blaming everything on Marlo. If If you can't work with someone then you have to remove yourself. You can't have yeah. that person removed. Marlo's showing up, trying to do her job. You are show kind of showing up half-assed, and all you do is just... Not really. Not even, right? It's, You're not even printing off the right document. Yeah, like the give a fuck is gone for Kenya, and I, yeah. I don't know. Let's not even get into that bullshit. I loved when Andy said to Kenya, you know, Roy didn't really come around during the season. And I was so shocked. Kenya didn't tell Andy while Roy wasn't around on the show because production didn't show any of my storyline. That would have been the perfect opportunity, but it's not Mm. consistent. It's never consistent with Kenya. That would have been the perfect opportunity. I hope that that gets brought up maybe in the second part. Because a lot of Kenya's stuff apparently was cut out, even though we don't want to see her stupid kid's birthday. Not her stupid kid, but the stupid party. I don't think her kid's stupid. I'm just saying. (laughs) 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 Sheree gets called out by a fan after this for never calling anyone out in real time, but only doing it during her confessional, which is actually spot on. Sheree's silent in the moment, and then in the confessional, she throws shade, which is, that's a shady way to do it. That's the shadiest way to throw shade. Sheree doesn't even own up to it in that moment at all, probably because she's waiting to do it during her next confessional. (laughs) That is so Sheree. Or she comes in hot to a reunion and brings uh, she news. Yes. 
Maybe yep. she knows will be the new confessional. Yeah. I loved Marlo's fashion corner. I loved it. I kind of was influenced by her when she gave Courtney like such a high review because when Courtney first came out, I'm like, what is this? Is this like an ice dance outfit costume? Like what's happening? But then the more I I looked, I'm like, I kind of love it for this. It's so chaotic. It's so Courtney. (laughs) Was it so bad? It was good. This might be the first time you and I have had polar opposite opinions on something. Courtney's dress, it was giving me like Ursula octopus vibes and not in a good way at all. It looks, it also looked like she had one of those, I think they're called breastplates, the style that they wear on like RuPaul. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I didn't love it at all. It, Definitely looked like under the sea ice capades to me. <laughs> and I feel like that could be a really cool look, but it just, it wasn't, I didn't, I hated it. I hated it. Well, Little Mermaid was my favorite Disney movie growing up. So maybe that is exactly why. <laughs> maybe. Uh, we also see flashbacks of the collusions and the delusions. The secret filming being sent to Manietta. The ladies start to explain their opinions of what happened during that conversation. And Manietta tries to defend her stance on why a collusion happened. Courtney says that she was just imitating what Drew was saying about LaToya when she said this bitch. So let's get this straight then. In the finale, she has confirmed that she was referring to Drew when she said this bitch. But now, during the reunion, she's confirming that, no, no, she was imitating Drew. Uh, yeah. Courtney is just so full of shit. Honestly, I... She's a liar. Yeah. I mean, she's just as bad (laughs) as Drew. I do find her more credible than Drew, to be honest. But she has flip-flopped on this, and I really, genuinely am going back to my theory. She just wants camera time. Courtney is just desperate. You know, it's... It's obvious. I think you're right. I think you're right. Then, so then a fan asks Candy how she feels about Courtney calling her ghetto while Sheree and Sonia laughed. And Sonia like immediately starts repeating, I didn't call Candy ghetto. I didn't call Candy ghetto. And Marla points out that other people are saying some pretty offensive shit, like that she sucks old white cock. And she's a bottom rung bitch. And then Andy cuts in and he starts wondering, wait, what's wrong with what's wrong with old white cock? I did not see this. Was this on the extended? I think it might be on the extended. Oh, my God. There was so much going on. Everybody's yelling. And then Marlo just like breaks in and she starts saying, yeah, well, everybody's saying really offensive shit like that. I suck old white cock. And Andy's like, wait, wait, what's wrong with old white cock? Poor Andy. (laughs) And then Candy brings it back to how it hurt her feelings to have asked Sonia if she defended her in the moment when Courtney called her ghetto but that she was hurt to see that Sonia actually laughed instead, which is fair. Yeah, and I liked that Candy, well, I thought it was a pathetic attempt on Sonia's part to just kind of throw in the shade, like, you set the precedent for this because I can't even remember. It was the most ridiculous comment. and Because 
she laughed at something that happened in the reunion oh, from the last hair season flip. when Drew like flicked her hair. Yeah. Yes, and someone made a meme. Drew made a meme of the yes. hair flip in in Sonia's and face. And Candy was like, "I'm sorry, that was funny." Candy I laughed. said it, it to funny. her face. Candy exactly. admitted it. It doesn't even compare. Nice try, Sonia. Nice try. Nice try. Really bad. Really bad attempt there. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is so chaotic. I would have been absolutely pissed if I were Candy. Thank goodness she doesn't hold uh, grudges like Sheree and Marlo and Kenya for that oh, matter. God. Jeez. So true. A fan asks how Monietta felt after seeing that Marlo clearly did slam a door in her face. So she directs her opinion towards Sheree, who is behind her. And Sheree starts cutting her off and asks if she's sorry for calling her a hyena (laughs) like Sheree just cannot take any ownership she uh, was honestly defending Marlo to Monietta it was just so ridiculous that she couldn't just say yeah Marlo that was a bitchy thing instead she's like well you called me a hyena a hyena how do you feel about that I'm like Sheree you're ridiculous (laughs) Like, why couldn't she say anything to Marlo about it? I wish Andy would have at least brought Marlo into the conversation. She wasn't even in the camera shot. It just turned into a fight between Sheree and Monietta instead, when, like, Sheree's defending being behind Monietta and Monietta's mad at Sheree. Why is nobody mad at Marlo? <laughs> no doubt. Seriously. It was a very obvious slam. It was. And a very obvious drop from Andy he fumbled because that was a Marlo storyline yeah it should have been addressed that whole evening maybe it's going to be in part two yeah the aggression from Marlo that's, that night that's maybe? interesting I, I hope so same so then Andy asked Drew why she took the bitch video so seriously and Courtney was like hmm good question oh. and then Andy asks why she admitted to calling Drew a bitch like, he asked Courtney why she admitted to calling Drew a bitch, and she said, because she was getting on my nerves. I can't. Your, your Courtney is making my skin crawl. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I want to I, oh, I do violence. Yep. Yep. Actual violence. I mean, not actual no. violence. We don't condone violence. Never. But. Hypothetical yes. violence. Hypothetical I'm violence. I'm getting the urge. Then a fan asks Kenya to explain the girl's trip in Birmingham. This might have been extended as well. So she's asked by a fan to explain the girl's trip and if she was even planning to perform. She said that she was, but I I still don't think she was. I really don't think she was. She talked a little bit about her salon and how she's doing a little bit more renovations before it opens for real. I heard. I did hear this and see this. Okay, not extended. I really do feel like Kenya did have intentions to perform, but I think she got nervous. And I think she had a panic attack. I think attack. she had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other bit, what was the second part of that? Uh, oh, renovations. Did you see the thing on Twitter, Narelle, about Kenya's salon? Someone went there and it's like no. the whole thing is a construction zone still. Well, she's putting in like a second floor or something. Oh, no, wait. So they went there? Yes. So it's no, open. It's not open. Oh. It's closed. And she, Yeah, because Candy said that, or sorry, Kenya said that 
she wants to do these renovations before she yeah. opens so that she doesn't have to close and then open. So she's like putting in a second floor. But like nothing was done. And now I'm wondering where did she host her launch party? There was nothing. Well, it was a soft, it was a soft launch. Ah, yeah. There's a lot of confusion online about this because it looks like maybe it was concrete. Maybe it was a soft launch out on the sidewalk. Yeah, or in a different venue, maybe. I don't know. I don't. And maybe that's why it got cut. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Perhaps. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. And of course, Candy gets called out by a fan for not wanting to be on the show anymore. And Andy's like, yeah, tell everyone. Yeah. And she says she just bit off more than she could chew. She owned it. It's, it is what it is. She did. I hope she makes some changes then if she's going to come back next season because it's not a part-time job, love. I mean, it is because you guys only film for like a couple months out of the year. Yeah. But maybe schedule yourself accordingly. (laughs) So then we get to the finale portion and Andy asks Magneta to explain the comments that she made about Drew having a crush on Ty. Drew says she was just joking about Ty being her crush. It's just jokes. Just jokes. I guess it was just jokes when she flew down to Texas to visit her, too. (laughs) Everything is just a joke or a lie with Lai and Drew. I I can't. This woman Mm. has not admitted anything. There is nothing deep about her. I can't. I'm done. And Courtney says that Ralph is saying Drew has just projected what she was doing with Ty onto him. So she was having an affair, and he says that she projected that onto him. Drew says Ralph has obviously been coaching Courtney on what to say because she's just parroting back what Ralph has always been saying. And then Drew goes on full attack over Courtney's comments about her adopted son. Courtney said she never said anything about her son, and Andy is like, you did. You actually did. Oh, these two are just the worst. I really want to be team Drew here. But I think, again, like everything Drew does, this is another reach. Courtney is so annoying. But at this point, I'm just done with Drew. Narelle, I am so done with her. You gotta open up. You gotta tell us something about yourself. You gotta be real. She just can't do it. And I think they thought Drew would replace Portia on the show. I really, really do. And it's so unfortunate because she is nothing like Portia. She is the opposite of Portia. She is killing the show, in my opinion. It's hard because without her, what would there have even been this year, like this season? It's true. But maybe the others would have upped their game. Stepped up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I want to get into the incriminating texts between her and Ty, as well as Ralph being brought on. I really just want Drew to cop to the affair with Ty and own up to something, because honestly, I think that's what it would take for us to flip over to her side completely and actually start rooting for her and supporting her. That honesty, owning up to who she really is and what she really wants, I think it would go a long way. But that would probably also affect her divorce proceedings. So I already know next week is just going to be more of the same. More lies from Drew, more nothing, lots of chatter, but probably no information. I'm still excited, though. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And 
it's hard to kind of remember those types of things in these situations. Like these are real people. This isn't fake. But the fact this woman even alluded she may try to reconcile with Ralph after what we have seen from this man is making my stomach mm. like I, I want to puke. I don't I, I just don't buy anything she says. But again, I too am excited. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see next part two, but I don't have that high of hopes for the actual content. Doesn't seem like Andy's gonna nail any of them down. Like he's letting everybody get away with a lot. Yeah, which is odd for him, I feel. It is. Maybe they're like giving him money, like bribing him, <laughs> blackmail. Well, that was pretty much it for part one that of the was Atlanta reunion. It. Should we head over to Roni next? Let's do it. Season 14, episode eight, Business Classy. So we start with the scene where Uba and Sai are shopping and Sai fills Uba in all about the Ecolab gift bags that Jenna gave them at the wreath-making event. Sai is really holding on to this gift bag thing. It's mm. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I found out there was only one Jenna Lyons-branded item in the bag. The rest of it was actual collabs and actual things. Actual gifts. Yeah. Actual gifts, though, that she filmed herself giving to them. Like, she posted it on Instagram. Every single gift that she put into the box for everybody. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Mm-hmm. It kind of does make sense that Sai would be the most irritated by it, too. Because as if we could forget, Sai is an influencer. So she is used to getting paid by companies and by people to promote this kind of stuff. So in her mind, rather than just, say, maybe friends doing favors for each other, Jenna's essentially asking her to work for free and that shit's not gonna fly for Sai. oh it definitely is not <laughs> Sai also tells uba about aaron being mad at her for leaving her anniversary party uba took aaron's side here and she said that was a shitty thing of her to do and you should have just ordered a pizza Sai, which is hysterical could you imagine aaron if a pizza showed up at her free she's like where did who 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 bought this? Who? Do you think she would have been more pissed or less less pissed? More. If a pizza delivery. More? More. Yeah, probably. Ruin her image, right? I think she would have also loved it for the drama. Oh, 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 yeah. she. That's a good point. She would have. So the more that I've kind of thought about this, the more I'm no longer team let's leave for sushi. But I think only because it was Sai. This lady needs to grow up and feed herself already. I'm over it. I'm really glad, Uba, because she was the other food hater. I'm glad that she pointed out it was a shitty thing to do. Definitely. Also, rather than offer any opinions on Bryn and Aaron's little tiff, they were both just like, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's still too soon for these women to care at all, to take sides over anything. And I'm starting to really miss that in this franchise like the care level the The real friendship um, yeah it's just it it's gonna take a while to build and i'm getting impatient i kind of also got the sense that they know Bryn and aaron are gonna reconcile no matter what 
they kind of fight like sisters. They're mm. always going to be each other's like ride or dies. The sense I'm getting. Mm, that's a good point. So we have Jenna and her brother. And it, this was kind of an interesting scene because, you know, Jenna Lyons, no big deal, touring him around New York City. And she's like, look, mm. uh, I, I was hired to like revamp the retail in Rockefeller Center and bring in new types of businesses that represent New York better. Like, make it cooler, you know? I just thought, God damn, Jenna Lyons, here you are. You're on this shitty little show. And I know it's for, what's the word? I can't think today, Narelle. It's just for exposure. I know it's for exposure. I get it. But it's so cool she's here on our screens. I find her the most interesting to watch every episode, even though she's starting to annoy me. Like, even her walk through Rockefeller Square with her, or center, I don't know what it's called, Rockefeller something or other, um, with her brother felt very self-promotional. Like, look at what I've done, guys. Come check it out. But I still want to see it. I still want to see it. That's the thing. She is a fascinating person. So Jenna had a really vulnerable moment here. And I, this episode for me only made me love Jenna more and hate all of them more. She confessed to her brother she is freaking out about this girl's trip and wearing a bathing suit in front of the women. And she even said it's because they're all so gorgeous, so beautiful. And people have called her dirty due to her skin condition or her medical condition. She's made mm-hmm. been made fun of before for wearing shorts. She's also going for her 14th dental surgery as a result of this condition. I really, really applaud her for bringing awareness to this. This is the kind of thing that Jenna does that makes her everybody's favorite. She's so vulnerable and relatable, self-reflective, And she shows her insecurities in such a genuine way that it's hard not to relate to her. Like, honestly, for me, it overshadows all of the self-promotion that she does. I think most housewives these days, they go on the show to self-promote. Maybe Jenna's doing it in a little bit more obvious of a way, but she's also got bigger stuff to promote. You know, there's no three-wick candles or toaster ovens going on. Is it still annoying? Yes. It is. It is a little bit disappointing. But these days, that is the allure of being a housewife. You get to promote yourself like that. And Jenna, at least, is the most interesting of this entire franchise at the moment. And nobody can take that away from her, self-promotion or not. I forgive her for it. Absolutely. And being the most vulnerable and open, we know the most about Jenna. And she is Mm -hmm. the number one in the show. And the others are so jealous of her, which we will talk about soon. So then we get a scene to Bryn and her brother. All I could take away from this is all Bryn wants is a family. She wants a child. She mm. wants a child so desperately. And I hope I hope it happens for her. But she's got a lot of stuff to kind of work out here. She does. I wonder how close Bryn and Brent are. Like how many similarities they have in how they relate to other people as adults. It must be so nice for both of them to have each other because they were there for like their darkest times in life. So to have like a brother or sister who went through that with you, it must be such a comfort. 
I think too, we can see as much as Bryn desperately wants to be a mother, she's also equally terrified to be one. Going through what she did when she was a child, this makes just so much sense to me. Her her odd reluctance to actually follow through and go through it, like we were talking about with Gideon last episode, and why would you not go through with it with a man like that who loved you so much? Why would... Why would you not pursue something that you want so much? It's because she gets all the way there. And then in the last moment, she just, she's, she panics because to her family means run. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate her honesty and opening up, but it's still just kind of candy coated for me in a way that doesn't feel yeah. genuine. Yeah. So Jenna has just had her dental surgery and nurse Erin shows up and <laughs> she brought the present of a smile today. It's it's a nice <laughs> change and butternut squash soup. So that was nice. That was nice. But I feel like that soup had more secret obligations tied to it than any of the swag bags Jenna keeps giving to people. Erin wants Jenna to be her ally. Hmm. Interesting. I think they all do secretly, which is they do. Ooh, yeah. So Erin talks about how she was considering not going on the girls' trip that's coming up because she felt so icky from their last event and the fact nobody said anything to defend her. So Jenna said she didn't realize how upset Erin actually was at that time, and I think this is such a petty, petty fight and. You know, Bryn and Aaron, they're going to get over it, as we see they do. Bryn owes her a, a real apology, in my opinion. Yeah. So hopefully Bryn can suck it up and do that. So we can just move on and have fun on this girl's. We need some fun. We need some fun. Maybe <laughs> next week, folks. So then we find out that here it is, the big bomb of the episode. Jenna sent a text to the group saying, guys, heads up. I am going down on Monday. I need to get a tan and acclimate, and I don't want to feel like poop. These women handle Jenna Lyons going early to Anguilla like the worst. She has just committed the biggest crime on earth. Sai responds, diva much? Like these women are not happy about it. This bummed me out, honestly. Jenna's not saying that she's not going on the trip because of her insecurities and her discomforts. She's giving them a heads up that she's going to go early and do what she needs to do in order to partake in and enjoy a trip like this. I do wish, though, that she had handled it completely differently. I I don't think Jenna's wrong for doing this, but I think she handled it wrong. Like, what do you mean? What could she have done? Well, first of all, don't tell them about the first class ticket. Nobody needs oh. to know that. Why? Yes. I get that she confided in Aaron. She felt like confiding in Aaron, but she should have known that was going to be, I don't know. It's hard because I don't, I, I genuinely believed Jenna when she said she didn't expect it to go over this way. She didn't expect the women to be so upset by this. Yeah. I think she genuinely felt that way, but I think Aaron's also right that Jenna doesn't know how to be in a girl group because I picture myself doing this. You and I going to like on a trip somewhere, a three hour plane ride. If if I told you like with my disabilities and my pain level, if I said to you, hey, man, I got to go a day early because I got to 
have a day to rest and kind of recuperate before anybody gets there. 100%, I know you, you would be fine with it. Of course. I think most people would, but yeah, I mean, Jenna made a vital mistake. And I agree with you on that. Yeah. But saying that, this woman just had surgery. Maybe she was hopped up on a little something, something, some painkillers. True. You know, she just confided in this sweet woman who just brought her soup. Like if I had the freaking money, I would never fly coach either. Are you kidding? Yes. Absolutely, she should have kept that to herself. There was no point telling Aaron. Or you say, this is why I want to go early. This is my legitimate reasoning for why I feel I want to go a couple days early. And it just happened to be available, a business class option. So obviously, I'm going to take business class because like I'm in pain from the dentist. I would have been like, okay, cool. But why aren't they all flying business class, Norelle? Aren't they rich? You, I don't, probably not as rich as Jenna, but I know for all the other housewives trips, the like Bravo pays for an economy flight. And then if the girls want to upgrade to first class, they have to pay for that out of pocket. Hmm. Aaron did mention though, that this plane had no business class options. Which I think is bullshit. But anyway, anyway, because Aaron's bullshit actually, (laughs) but that's fine. Yep. Yep. We see Pavit, and I kind of liked this asshole energy Pavit was given to mm. uh, sweet little Jessel here. He's, I'm going to Vietnam for two days. And he, in his confessional, he's like, flying is a vacation for me, okay? I love flying. I can get away. <laughs> like, Jessel even admits, he just wants to get away from my nagging, which is 100% accurate. It is. I had similar views until this morning when I did a, a second rewatch. Now I'm thinking Pavit's being a little bit shady. Oh, it was shady. It was shady. But I don't really want to speculate. The comment that really bothered me. Yeah, I don't want to speculate on what he's actually doing in mm-hmm. Vietnam. But the comment he made that actually really rubbed me the wrong way was when Jessel said, well, my mom's going to be gone and I'm going to just have the kids on my own. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he said, that's your problem. Yeah, that bothers me. That's super shitty. Yeah, that th- Who, I would be What pissed. kind of father or husband, if you're going to go away for three days and leave your partner behind, like, shouldn't you be the one making the childcare arrangements? At least communicate in advance and make a plan together. Yeah. Part of me thinks Pavid is just giving Jessel a little bit of her own medicine. Like, I think... I hope so, yeah. I do. I think if they, like, play it up for the cameras, honestly, is my vibe. I could be totally wrong. Maybe Pavid is, like, fucking Ralph 2.0. We don't know. And I would respect him. And I would go back to loving Pavid again if that was the case. But that little comment really gave me the ick. Mm -hmm. Something else that gave me the ick. I don't know where in the timeline this really fits in but i wanted to mention it because it was disgusting what it was a scene where abe and aaron are in their apartment or their house or whatever and abe is like holding his son and aaron's talking to him and the son is just trying to get abe's attention like dad 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 and abe's basically like shut up i mean he didn't say shut up but he was like shut up (laughs) and then Flash to the kid literally pissing himself on the floor. 
Uh-huh. And the two parents laugh and then they throw a towel down. I saw that. And just keep talking mm-hmm. and they tell their child to go run and get himself some new pants. They don't clean his little <laughs> pissy fingers, his little pissy hands. You tell your piss-covered child to go running around your apartment to go dress himself? Dude. He's getting piss everywhere. He he just pissed himself. How can he dress himself? Really? Yeah. Like, come the fuck on. I didn't catch it the first time, but the second time I was like, he's literally obviously tried to tell you that he needed to go to the bathroom. You ignored him. So he peed himself. Mm. And... You just throw a towel down and tell him to go take care of it. Like It rubbed me the wrong way, too. When I saw it, I thought, that's an interesting approach. Like, maybe maybe I need to be a little more chill. Do I? Do I need hmm. to be more chill? Like, Aaron, who's just, <laughs> here's the towel. You know, go get yourself dressed, kid. <laughs> you're too. Yeah, and just fling pee all over the place while you're at it. Interesting. Yeah. So the ladies arrive in Anguilla, finally, after they get through the airport and all of that. One of the first things Aaron does is tell the whole group that Jenna said the truth Mm -hmm. is the reason I'm flying down earlier is because I don't fly coach. Yeah, that was a bit of a dick move, Aaron. Bit of a dick move. It was a perk to booking a couple days earlier. Not the whole reason. I don't feel like that was stressed enough. So basically, Erin goes to all the trouble of making soup for her new bestie, Jenna, just to make sure that she was full and fed before chucking her under the bus, I guess, or the plane in this (laughs) matter. (laughs) Oh, my God. She really bothered me in her confessional when she was slamming Mm. Jenna for not knowing how to be a part of a girl's group. And Jenna should have just been honest. This pissed me off so much because... Jenna has opened up to Aaron in the past about how terribly awkward and uncomfortable she feels about going on girls' trips specifically. But I mean, I would probably have told the group that as well. I have to admit it. I have to admit it. I would have. I think the part that really bothered me, though, was the smug little smile that Aaron was doing in the confessional. Like, actions have consequences, Jenna. Disgusting. I think it's. Also a case, none of them know what it's like to live with a disorder that Jenna lives with. So it's easier for them to assume that her motivations were actually purely about not flying coach. It is such a dick move. Honestly, Aaron's a giant, giant dick. I Okay, so there's food here, everyone. There's food at Sai's beautiful villa. Um, I did not see any oatmeal, though. Sai, disgusting. How dare you? (laughs) I don't know how healthy those tacos were. (laughs) I was killing myself laughing because Bryn started mentioning Jenna's baby voice. Because Bryn's heated at Jenna for this whole flying, flying first class, this whole thing. And she's heated and she's like, I just fall for that baby voice she does. I wanted to call her out, but she does the baby voice. And then the flashbacks prove Jenna does indeed do a baby voice. I thought it was kind of ironic because, um, well, Bryn, you are like the queen of baby voice. But also, mm-hmm. I hate baby voice Narelle more than anything. It's one of my pet peeves. I, yeah, uh, I hate it. I hate it. Same. I find it very annoying when people do it. And I had no idea Jenna was a baby voicer. When I saw the flashbacks, I was like, oh, shit. 
yeah nope hate that <gasps> oh uba is back she's back and she's bringing it she's bringing the food comments again that's <laughs> that's why she's here everyone uh she's like only at size house we get food and she is like laughing mm. at her own joke and eating her signature banana it's just so lame and Bryn isn't letting it go. The hate on for Jenna is growing. And I thought that was kind of interesting because Jenna was defending Bryn last week to Aaron. She talks about mm-hmm. how Jenna posted the gift, like you mentioned earlier, that she gave them all on her Instagram. And Bryn said she feels like everything is a branding opportunity for Jenna. And she doesn't actually want to try to be friends with me. She doesn't share anything personal, et cetera, et cetera. And you made a point that stuck out to me a few episodes ago that Jenna is much better one-on-one. Jenna is much better in her confessional. Mm -hmm. We see all these wonderful, vulnerable moments from Jenna and these ladies aren't. So I can try to see Bryn's side, but like at some point, you guys, maybe it's a you problem make it a safe space okay yeah i can try to see it from Bryn's perspective like how she's saying you know but she never tells me that however you obviously know that it's true because you're talking about it right now so despite jenna not telling you about her disorder you do know about it somehow so that part it it is almost like an explanation but not quite I have seen this theory online that I think might have some truth to it. You tell me if you've heard this. Jenna is almost certainly the highest paid housewife on this franchise because of who she is, like her name and her brand and who she came into the show being already. This has kind of awarded her the queen bee status right from the get-go. And I think that's why we've seen it sort of play out with everybody kind of falling all over themselves to be her friend and get close to her. They want to be next in line. They want to be Jenna's friend. But with that probably comes a lot of jealousy and underlying resentment and her not flying coach and making that little unfortunate comment about wanting to fly first class has probably brought a lot of that up to the surface for the ladies the jealousy, I think. Ooh, that would do it. That would piss me off, honestly. I hate that they do this. I hate that Bravo does this. I know they have to. I get it. Jenna Lyons isn't going to come on and make the same as Cy or Aaron. But yeah. on the other hand, Jenna could afford to go business class anyways. Okay? Yeah. You know, like, Jenna is what is making this show popular. So kind of like... Pet the cash cow right now, guys. You don't she is. butcher it. Okay, so Jenna arrives and they're all eating and Bryn is literally in the middle of a rant about Jenna as she arrives. And I felt so uncomfortable watching this scene. Being insecure about your looks in a group of stunning, flawless women and feeling like a complete outsider in that regard for your entire life is an awful feeling. The way these women are handling this is really, I got to say, my biggest nightmare. They're asking her constantly for truth. Give us truth, Jenna. That's all we want. And she's giving it to them. And they aren't liking what she's saying. So now they are, in my opinion, they were bullying her. They rejected her truth. And it 
it was a disgusting scene for me. I feel like they just really wanted to nail her to the cross. Bryn telling her that it was a cop-out to feel insecure around them. I got so angry just by that one comment. Every single one of them discounted her legitimate feelings and just kind of chose not to believe her instead as a group. This was pretty awkward and I hated every second of it. The lack of empathy towards Jenna and her condition is seriously appalling. I could feel her insecurities through my television. How they didn't pick up on that was pretty fucking disgusting. Honestly, thank goodness for Jessel chatting with Jenna afterwards. They both know that Bryn has some sort of animosity or resentment towards Jenna. And I like that Jessel comforted uh, Jenna and validated those feelings for her. She is so confused like the rest of us. And I get it. Bryn has turned on her big time. Yeah, she was not expecting that whatsoever. I knew right from the start Jenna was going to be my favorite. You know, her first scene on the show, I was like, yep, love this woman. I never thought Jessel was going to be up there with her. But here we are. She's, I think, probably the most skilled of all of them so far. She's always where she needs to be to be part of the story. And she's also bringing things up to keep the story going. Like she went and she sought out Jenna. Nobody else did. She's doing what needs to be done on this show while everyone else is just kind of bitching about food and Jenna. <laughs> yes. Cy and Bryn are shown kind of getting ready for dinner and they are not buying Jenna's excuses. All they want for her is to be vulnerable and open and honest. The woman is trying to do that, but they are refusing to believe it. It's, I hate, hate, hate this. This poor woman. What are they even talking about when they say they don't know about her skin condition and that her, you know, her explanations because she's not telling them anything. Like we saw the text. We saw it in black and white. And also when she arrived, they just don't want to accept it. They're choosing to make it into something that it doesn't have to be. Maybe people like Jenna would be more open and free if they didn't get attacked and purposefully misunderstood when they did share their shit. I hope Jenna gets some fucking revenge on these spiteful cows. <laughs> Me too. I just, I felt bad for her because you could see she wasn't expecting it and she got smacked. Yeah. And I mean, to go there, get tanned, she exposed her skin. She already was probably feeling super self-conscious despite having her tan. So this is a big moment for her. And she thinks probably they're all going to say, Jenna, you look beautiful. Look at you. Yeah. And they're like, hey, bitch, how is business class? And they smack her instead. Yeah. Like your skin's fine, Jenna. Oh, fuck you guys. So disgusting. This anyway. is the biggest drama you guys can come up with. You need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, go back to bananas and coconut milk or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Fucking stupid. That's the end of uh, Roni this week. Yeah, and the end of part one. Yes. Yeah, so everybody make sure to go and listen to part two. We are going to release it at the same time. So it's going to be right there for you. Don't forget, part two. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Catch you over on the other side. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.